welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I've got Corey Smith, Corey Thone, and Dan Selke, and we're here to talk about Game of Thrones Season 7. The new promos came out eh, last week, this week, who knows? We've got some good things to talk about, and let's get right into that awesome Game of Thrones walking slowly towards the camera. Nobody does it better. In Game of Thrones, let's talk about Cersei, Daenerys, and the smoldering, brooding Jon Snow, King of the North, as he walks towards the, well, it really wasn't a throne, more like a seat. Dan, It was a picnic table. Yeah, it was a picnic table. Dan, I'm going to ask you, what, out of the three, well, there were four kings, really, if you want to, four monarchs. Um, what was your favorite of the four that you saw on the screen? My favorite? I mean, probably Daenerys, just because there's new stuff going on. All right. right? What, what was your got, favorite out of that? Got, all right. I mean, we've got a new outfit. She's wearing a uh, kicky, thick woolen number with a red cape. There aren't <laughs> a lot of capes in this show, and I'm glad she's correcting that. The pretty cool dragon clasp. Uh, just a thicker outfit, obviously, because it's colder where she is now. The new throne I love. I love that uh, kind of... We think it's on Dragonstone. Spoiler right. alert. Right out of the gate. We're just going to hit that hard. Um, I-, I love the look of it. I love how it looks hewn from the rock of the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the throne came from. <laughs> I mean, because if she's on Dragonstone, we're pretty sure she is, right? Right. I wonder where that throne was when Stannis was there. Well, I don't think Stannis well, do used that. He just like knew it, but didn't want to sit in it. Right, right. I think yeah. he just always wanted to use the Iron Throne because he's just one of those hard-edged bastards who just really wanted to use the Iron Throne and nothing else. I thought it was yeah, like opulent for him. Is, is 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 what I like to think. I like to think he saw it and it's like, no, not for me. I'm not sitting in that. <laughs> You think? Yeah, because when we saw him in Dragonstone, he was always up in that room uh, with the, you know, the painted table, you know, that had the map of Westeros on it, and he had, he kind of had a throne-looking thing at the end of that table that he would sit in occasionally. So I just assume he just wasn't using it, or that he did, we didn't see it. I'm not sure he had many petitioners to receive, but I think she looks great in it. I think you know, it, it's it's simpler. It's dark. You run the dark colors now. You got the sash. You got the cape. I think it is a Good bit of visual design. They are good at that, these right. people. And I'm, I'm looking well, forward to seeing it in action next season. And we should point out that, that that would be kind of her family's... You know, Dragonstone is the ancient seat of House Targaryen. So right. that's a bit of a kind of a homecoming-type connection. She didn't just pull that, you know, thrown out of her, you know, you know ass. what? Ass, there you go. No, well, and, you know, uh, what? What were you talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, do you ruined so, my laugh with your. You took it way too far. Razor. I don't know who was laughing. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, anyways, <laughs> combo breaker. You just ruined the whole symmetry. But no, there's some symmetry. I think there. She's not just sitting on a random chair. That that's a uh, you know actual Targaryen history with that with that throne before they invaded Westeros proper. So that is Targaryen history. She's sitting on. I agree. Right. With you very nice. I agree. All right, so um, that was a pretty cool little thing. I agree with you. Danny's was probably the most impressive. Um, but let's move on from Danny's. Uh, Corey Smith, what was your favorite? I like John's. Uh, John's 
was kind of my favorite of, of the three. I, I thought Danny's throne was nice, and obviously we've never seen that throne on Dragonstone. Um, and we've never seen Danny in those outfits. Cersei was, you know, we've seen her in the Iron Throne. We've seen her in that outfit. So, you know, nothing it's too not surprising. That's not quite true. That, that outfit she's wearing is new. I've spent way too much time looking at it. And it's the same, like, you know, black Power Rangers villain dress and everything. Right. The, the, head, the, the, the head piece, the neck piece is new. It's I just, much more elaborate. It's much bigger. It's yeah. got a whole, like like spiked choker with like a lion inset in the collar. It's rad, man. Like I want that thing. She is uh, pretty so cool. she did have an elaborate new, uh, again, Power Rangers villain neck piece made for her. Do we, do we know yet? Did Michelle Clapton come back for? She did. Michelle she did. Okay. Is back for season seven. She had okay. her little sojourn. She learned about herself and uh, now she's back. Okay. Well, that makes sense since you, you brought up the awesome costume she was wearing, but, Anyways, back to John. I, I just thought his kind of, you know, yeah, he was moody and pouting a little bit, and he had the kind of basic, you know, got it on Westerosi Craigslist throne. Um, <laughs> but can you call you him know, a throne or just the same room he was in at the end of yeah, season six? Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's think, a chair at a table. Right, basically. it's a chair at a table. It's not, it's not a throne. But I thought that that suited, you know, when you look at the three of them. You know, each of their kind of setups suits their, you know, pursuit of power since the beginning. John's never wanted power. He's never sought power. It's been thrust upon him, and and he's run with it, but he's never outright sought it like Cersei and, you know, Danny. I mean, Danny has good intentions, but she has always sought power. And so she's got that big, magnificent, you know, cut from stone throne, and then obviously Cersei's got the iron throne. But John's never wanted power. He's never gone after it. And so it kind of makes sense that his seat, you know, his seat of power would be just a basic bench. So I, I liked it. I, I thought John's was kind of the more appropriate of, of the three. So. I agree. I also like this. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I no. a point. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, so it's just like um, northern austerity. Like they've always been a little more... Uh, yeah. Come to Jesus simple. Mm-hmm. And just like right. they don't they, they, they don't have fancy things. Also, I might have been projecting just because of what you said, I mean I agree with you that he never wanted power. For some reason, when I, I look at his face in the promo, he looks really miserable to me. Always like, oh god, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I really have to be the king of the north now. Why do folk keep putting me in charge of things? Can't I just t- have a nap? Like that's that's the the thing I get from his glare. Does Anybody it, else get yeah. that, or am I just projecting? Doesn't he but always no, look like? Doesn't he always look like he wishes he was back in that cave with Ygritte? He yeah. does. You're right. I think he does. But and, I don't know. It seemed like his glower. Uh, he he's developed like several different types of glowers, and this was the miserable glower. Yeah, and I mean, he was. He's. I think we've learned at this point that he's not necessarily Ned Stark's biological son. But he was raised what? by Ned. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So, but he definitely was raised by Ned. And I think that, you know, we saw back in season one when, when Robert was getting ready to die and was going to was gonna leave the throne to Ned until, you know, his magical heir came of age. Um, you know, Robert told Ned, you're going to hate ruling. 
even right. more than I did. And I think that's kind of reflected in John. I mean, he again, he never wanted power. He didn't want to rule. He, he wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't want to rule, just like Ned. Ned never wanted to rule. He always did want to do you know the right thing for everybody around him. It's a great point. I think I wish, for me, I wish they would have had the table and at, in the Hall of Winterfell a little bit raised up like they did when Bran and uh, Roderick Castle were uh, receiving... Maester Lorne, yeah. Maester Lorne yeah, were receiving visitors. I think I wish it was a little bit raised up and a little bit more grand, but I'm fine with it how it is. I think I uh, hearken back to what you were talking about, uh, Corey Smith, when Ned took the the Iron Throne as the Hand of the King, and uh, his leg was all bandaged, bandaged up, and he was so freaking miserable sitting on the throne. Uh, and the... Um, the, the uh, townspeople from the little village came and were complaining about the uh, brave companions raiding their village. And uh, he called he called uh, Sir Beric Dondarrion to go out and bring him his head, bring him the false knight, uh, uh, the mountain to to uh, justice. Uh, and that's, that yeah, was, that's I remember that. And he was so miserable being on the throne. And that's kind of what John is now. But uh, yeah, Corey Phone, what uh, what what did you take from that promo? And what what kind of who was your favorite, or did you have a favorite? I wouldn't say I had a favorite. I mean, I, the, it was fine for me. It was a fine teaser, uh, really emphasizing the the main players that we all know and love and have lots of background with. Uh, it wasn't complicated. It was fine. Like I, to me, it, it was a. Um, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. It's a pretty pretty simplistic. Uh, I don't know if it was even needed. We just had the sigils fighting each other. One that ended in the eye of a White Walker, mm-hmm. and now we have the three of them sitting on their chairs and thrones, and it ends in the eye of a White Walker. I mean, yeah, we get it. You know that. Trust me, we haven't forgotten as viewers about the White Walker. I um, I don't know. I, I mean, it was fine. It, it was a nice um, get to see the characters. I think that's what it was. We had the the sigil one, you know, the bears wrapped up in thorns, wrapped up in deer and everything. And uh, but we didn't see any faces. Now we've seen some faces, people we love, and uh, they both ended the same. So they're really trying to hammer that point home that White Walkers are are about to be a, a major. Not that they already haven't been, but you know. They're really hinting that they're going to cross swords again, you know. This. But they haven't been for everybody, you know, south of the wall. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point for Cersei and for Danny. Trying to drive home. Yeah, is it? Yeah, and, and that's why that's why John looks miserable. I think as well, Dan is is that he understands what is north of them while everybody else is looking south, and and it's going to fall to him and some other wildlings and Northmen to convince the rest of Westeros to stop fighting over this just really uncomfortable uh like pokey th- uh crown or, you know whatever uh throne sure. jesus yeah there and uh yeah fa- uh white walkers i'm sorry i lost my train of thought <laughs> it's been a long day but you get it that's the thing there's only so much i can say about it is you asked my favorite part is i don't, I don't really have a favorite part just the idea that we're getting close enough to game of thrones that we're starting to get uh so. 
stuff I'm fine with. And stuff that like and, – and this is no knock on anyone because it's just not anything I've ever been – kind of got to go after. But like behind-the-scene photos and rumors and, and stuff, I just have never been that person to, to go seek those out. So not because I care about spoilers either. I'm just kind of lazy as an individual. And uh, <laughs> so it's nice oh, to hang out. It's nice to hang out with you guys and have you tell me, "Hey, look at this picture." I'm like, "Oh, well, look at that." Uh, but yeah, this is just nice to have like official. Hey, we are coming back. Here's you know John Snow brooding. It's like ah, oh, I know that brood. I've seen it before. So. It's a good brood. But you bring I mean, up a yeah, great it's, point. it's you bring up a great point that. I was watching. I've I've watched a few episodes here and there. I I don't watch them in order anymore because I've seen season six about five times now. Um, I was I've, I've watched the final episode of season six several times now, and I just watched it like three days ago. And Jon Snow is standing in that hall, and he tells the lords of the north, he's like, "There is a threat coming from." The North and the White Walkers are coming. He keeps reminding them over and over that the White Walkers are coming, the dead are coming, and you better unite. Like you can't go back to your halls and rest anymore. You have to get ready for the threat that's coming. And he keeps reminding them. So all the lords of the North, they know what's coming, and everybody that's in the North, they all know. They're all aware of the threat. So everybody in the North, they're prepared. So Cersei and uh. All the people in the West and, and all that, they don't really realize what's coming. They don't get it. So, like, when you watch these teasers and these promos, um, and it, when it ends with the, the eye of the, of, the, of the Night King, I think it's just HBO going, hey, don't forget, this is what's going to happen in Season 7. And I don't know if they're going <laughs> to – I don't think – I don't know if, if it's going to happen all season long. I don't know if we're going to get the White Walkers all season. Or if they're going to hold it until the finale. I sincerely hope that we don't get infighting all season long. And then at the finale, it's like, oh, boop, 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 here's the White Walkers. But yeah. it's going to happen eventually. I, just, I, I, can't, I can't not say this now. You just, the way you phrase in the eye of the Walker, the Walker <laughs> Texas Ranger theme song <laughs> is playing in my head. <laughs> The, eye of the, the eyes of the walker you. are upon you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Woo, man, that is woo, the opposite of Game of Thrones. Uh, if anybody's out there the listening, though, to have that in there. If yes, somebody's really out there listening, please give me a gif of Walker Texas Ranger. Where the walkers oh, God. be. <laughs> please make me a gif of the Walker Texas Ranger in the army of the Night King. Please, God, make that happen. Oh, jeez. Or just rescore the trailer with that song. Oh my god, yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. Anyway I, I might do that. I might do that tomorrow actually. You would Good call. Do. I think you should make should send us to it. Send it to us all. Call call in sick and just just get it done. Corazon <laughs> Corazon, I already love you forever, but if you did that I would be yours eternally. Alright, so um we have a, we have another Game of Thrones type promo. It was kind of an HBO overall. It was kind of a surprise. Nobody really saw it. And let me let me give you a little bit of backstory. It's um my wife and I are big 
TV junkies. We watch all kinds of TV shows. And much to Corey Thone's consternation, we're huge The Walking Dead fans. And we were watching The Walking Dead season finale. We've hey, been, you learned the lesson this season. Yes, Don't I did. I, I, listen, you listen. It was awful. I hate to admit it. The season seven of The Walking <laughs> Dead was horrible. It was god-awful. But I watched it. I hate-watched it. I hate watching season seven. But the finale wasn't that bad. Anyway, so we watched it, and I did not record The Big Little Lies season finale and i love big little lies it was a gym and um so we did not record the se- the season seven finale or the season finale of big little lies so we went to amazon prime and i was watching the finale of big little lies on amazon prime before the finale this promo for hbo played before it and it had um this the uh, intro for the hbo that 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 white noise hbo promo and before it all the hbo stars was on it and much to our surprise, it had the Game of Thrones characters in it and their new Season 7 duds. And I was like, oh my god, look at this. So I told Dan about it, and we searched the internet. We dug all through it. We couldn't find it. So I took my phone and uh, made this bootleg recording of it. Well, we put it on Twitter. We showed it. And all of a sudden, everybody took it and put it all over the internet. They downloaded it on YouTube. And before you know it, all these Russian sites had it. Reddit had it. And guess what? If you look on Reddit and if you look on YouTube, if you look at the little glare on the screen, you're looking at my TV. That's me on my TV recording. You got me. Anyway. You're in Russia now? I'm in Russia now. That's right. I'm popular. Do you have a Samsung TV? Are you saying that it's been... Uh, listening to what you you're saying. You should get an anti-glare TV, and then you wouldn't have that. It was one of those curves. No, it's a brand yeah. new 55 smart TV, 55 inch smart TV. 55 marks. 55 inch. I can't cubics? talk. I, my 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 mouth is dry. Listen, it's a 4K too. Anyway, I'll, I'll so like the moral of this story that was that there was a promo on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And About I record. I bootlegged recorded it on my phone. So check it out. Anyway. So the Game of Thrones characters and their season seven duds uh, were on there, right? I Corey, hear Corey, 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 can you please stop punching the shit out of your computer? <laughs> That's not me. That is not That's me. Dan. That That's Dan. That's Dan. He's typing Dan. furiously. I'm not typing. So anyway, typing. so anyway, check it out. Check it out. We've stalled this podcast long enough. Listen, there. These characters are in their new season seven duds. And um, we want to talk about that really quick. So Danny's in her furry lined costume. Um, Jon Snow's in his costume. Tormund's there with a cut on his forehead. Uh, Brand's there warging out. And Sophie Turner's there with a new necklace on. Uh, Dan, what else do we have? Those are the big ones, David. Um, you know, the, the highlight's got to be Daenerys, again, with her capelet. Cape, capelet. I don't know what it is, but I like it. I want it. Capelet it's red, and it's burgundy, it's maroon. I don't think, I don't think you have to gender uh, specify cape. It's just kind of... <laughs> oh, gender. it's not gender specified. It's about size for you. Oh, a capelet, oh, okay. I believe, is smaller than a cape. But a cape so what is size? a man or a woman. It's like okay. a capri. It's like capris. For how <laughs> like This podcast okay. has gone to hell. It is not. Look, I watched Game of Thrones like 30% for the story, 70% for the clothes. And these really clothes does. are really good. <laughs> he really, in, really in does. In this promo, I thought. Yeah, I, I love his new outfit. Uh, the shoulder pads, too. Very 80s businesswoman. I like that because she's about business. 
and especially this year. Now, the, the, the obvious thing with, with, with Danny's outfit is it's warm and thick and wooly, right? Because it's cold, because mm-hmm. winter has come. Everyone's always telling us that. That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's been in, like, basically a tropical, like, she's been in, like, the Mediterranean for the past six years. Yeah. I can't imagine the shock she'll feel when she gets to a climate where it is cold and gross and rainy and unpleasant in winter. Even the worst time she could. So I imagine she, like, ordered people to give her as thick a garment as possible as that we're seeing here. But but I think it works for her. I like it. I'm waiting to... I'm looking forward to seeing her sashay around in that thing and bark orders with people in it. It's a good intimidating look. And great for Halloween costumes and cosplay. I can already see the Comic-Con people dressed in that thing. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, little bit of spoiler talk here. Um... Danny in that furry line costume, do we think she's going to the north? I mean, it's possible, but remember that she's wearing that same thing or something very, very similar to it in the promo we just talked about when she sits down on the throne, and that's on Dragonstone. Listen, you got to think think about like this. Think about uh, the difference between... 55 degrees when you're coming out of summer and, like, that first cool, like, October night, it's 55. You're like, oh, I need a jacket. And then 55 <laughs> degrees when it happens in, like, April or May, and you're like, oh, it's shorts weather. Like, Danny's coming from the Sahara, and it's, like, going to be in the in the 50s where she's at, but she's like, I need my furry jacket. Right. That's their version of, like, a, a pullover hoodie. So, like, uh, you know, everywhere, like Dan was saying, is going to be – cold to her. I, I bet that's even a plot point that all those... I, I haven't read the books, but I bet it's a thing that like all the Dothraki are cold all the time. When they're I bet, I bet not Danny... In the desert. I mean, they go topless everywhere. I hope they address that. I bet Danny's like... Danny's the version of wearing fur, furry boots. Like, I'm... It's cold here in Arkansas. I'm... like I have the fire going into my house right now. It was 80 degrees yesterday. It's like 30 degrees right now. Like, I can see what you're talking about. All right. I get you. All right, so um, there was a couple other cameos, I guess. Um, Wait, I want a quick question. Like, will she have to buy the Dothraki all parkas, and like, where will she get that? <laughs> that's because they're gonna, they're shirtless. They're going to be cold. I no, think no, no, that, no. that'd be interesting. All they wear is, is damn loincloths. I know, but they're, yeah, remember, that's not going to be good for winter. Those are really impractical. They're really impractical. The but remember, remember, the Ironborn are sailing over with them. They're probably teaching them how to take the Iron Price. Pay the iron price for stuff. They'll just go and pillage and take things as they go. They don't have to do Steal some winter vests. So they might make some winter vests. They'll kill and make winter vests for what they need. Don't worry about all that. They'll be okay. But uh, um, Corey Smith, you did some interesting things the past couple of weeks. Did he? Did he? Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I have to say for the record, though, I freaking hated this promo. What? Hated. Okay, listen. Hated. If they play this in front of every HBO show from now until when, like, season seven comes on the air, I'm going to cancel my freaking subscription. No, you it won't. It was like the... I mean, yeah. No, you won't. Hold on. Get, don't get me wrong. It was cool to see them in their new outfits and all that and analyze that and, you know, see those looks. That was great. But just the, the sheer, like, audio of them shushing everybody and doing, ah, 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 like, fuck off. I don't want to hear that in front of every HBO show for the next six months. Like, if it's a one-time promo, cool. But if it, that turns out to be the new, like, little, you know, static, and then the, oh, 
right before the show starts, I'm going to throw it. I've got bad news for you, my friend, because <laughs> they did not get The Rock, the cast of Game of Thrones, and every other show into a sound studio over the course of the last six months to do oh, an man. eye sound for a one-off. And I actually, I like the promo. I like the idea that all the white noise that you're hearing when HBO is, you know, is firing up a new show for you. That's actually the sound of all the wonderful programming mixed together in this beautiful, Thank you. buzzing sound of HBO. Now, that being said, is it pretentious as shit? Of course it is. Obviously. But HBO has earned that right. Thank you. By making literally great show after great show Amen. after great show. Hey, and, man. and I, I don't know. We, I don't know if you guys have listened to S Town or not, but David is my hype man right now. He's Uncle Jimmy, Preach. and it's <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, right, Jesus, get out. So, <laughs> anyway, I understand that. Yeah, it's going to be kind of annoying if we have to have an extended bumper going into every <laughs> piece of original programming. But it's not going to be a one-off. I can guarantee you that one. And let's just be honest. I know. I'm already oh, drinking. There, there are no commercials during HBO shows. There just you go. Take it. It's fine. It's a minute and a half. Yes, and nobody. I, I suppose it's better than like. I thought it was cute and offensive. Hang on. Take it. It's fine. It's a minute and a half. <laughs> we should put that on a share. With no. <laughs> uh. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Oh. Anyway, let's, the next all right. Thing, before we before we depart, I can't before we depart this lovely world, um, Corey Smith did a fun little thing. <laughs> Wait, uh, I, I, uh, I for a minute and a half. <laughs> but I have like four more things I wanted to talk about in the first promo. Okay, okay, Danielki, please tell me the, the funny little things you want to talk about. This podcast has gone off the rails, but yes. It's so important we talk about this. Okay, okay. It's very important. We're the experts. It's not Hit us. Hit us up. Okay, okay. So first thing, one of the things I noticed is, so John, John, the, the room when John walks into the throne room. Yeah. Or the, whatever you call it. I'm using air quotes. Um, in, in, in season six, the, the finale, when they were in there, and he was sitting in that chair... It was actually two chairs. It was one chair for him and one chair for Sansa. Yeah. Now, I don't think they mean anything by it by only putting the one chair in this new in a new promo. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Same time, I think it's worth pointing out that there's no seat for Sansa there. So I just not know that. that yeah, okay. I'm all with that. And yeah. think about what that means anything. Well, she okay. She was there in the finale, but she's not there now. Okay, Dan. Uh, I think yeah. it's a great observation and... and- uh, symbolically, like for the commercial, did they intentionally mean, like, hey, notice there's only one chair? I agree with you, probably not. But only being one chair to rule is exactly what Littlefinger has been putting in her head the whole time. Oh, is that there is no co-king? You, you're not going to be his queen. You're his sister. Like, you know, if you and, and Littlefinger's whole thing is like, I want the crown. I want the crown. I want the throne. All that. So he that. In and of itself, that concept, Dan, is is one hundred percent that they want you to notice that. But was the chair there specifically for that reason? Probably not. But at the same time, keen-eyed people such as yourself, um, I mean, that's that's a good thing to point out because it's something we need to remember. Is that 
there's little fingers being a dick somewhere in, in uh, nor- the north. And what, what else? And, so. and what else did he tell her in season six? He said, "You're half brother." So there you go. Well, I, I think Dan, you you kind of touched on it, and and I think we talked about this. I don't know if it was on chat or small council, but I, I think there was definitely some symbolism behind all three of them walking to their thrones alone. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Good point. I, yeah. yeah. I think they could have put whatever. Sorry. No, before he finished his point, I thought he was being obvious. Actually, that's, that, that's a very good point. Where I'm sorry. Man, I went from clapping for my points to just now shutting them down. So My moods are unpredictable and fierce. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that that was kind of an important touch that they're going for is each of them are alone in what they do and that they don't share power with anybody. And they all have, you know, people around them. John S. Sansa nominally has Littlefinger and the the other Northmen and Cersei has all Marmon, her friends. Right, but ultimately it all comes down to them. Yeah. So I think that was definitely intentional and obviously. Well, again, you can ask yourself something they've been hitting home a lot with, at least with John and Cersei and Danny to an extent, but not quite. I guess yes, with Danny, it's just been a while that. The people that they actually want by their side will never be there. Cersei wants her brother. John wants uh, Ygritte, and uh, Danny wants Aquaman. So, Aquaman. so, so like, I'm bad with names. There's so many names, guys, and they all have way too many vowels. But uh, it's yeah. So they yeah, they're it's close together. But seriously, it's like the the person that they actually would have wanted by their side. None of them can have it, and partly because of the power that they have now for John is that uh, she was taken from him by a son of a bitch named Ollie. <laughs> but uh, it's, but yeah, I think it's interesting to, to look at that too. They are alone, and even though none of them are truly alone in terms of they all have a small council, they all have uh, well, I wouldn't say Cersei has friends, but she has people that are terrified of her. Cersei uh, has never had a friend. <laughs> <laughs> she, hey, she had her brother. I think that I think you could say that was a special bond. I'm not trying not trying to be gross. I mean, I think that was truly the only person she's maybe ever confided in. And now we know they're going to be there's going to be a rift between them. But um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting to point out as well. Is that that's something they've been hitting home for a while now? Is that the the crown takes? I mean, look at um uh. The original king, Robert, uh, killed, killed Robert. by Robert. Yeah, Robert. He wanted Lyanna, right? I mean, it's right. like there's there's lots of that in terms of crowns not getting the personal life they wanted. So, anyway. good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Not at all. And I, I think that's why the promo worked as well as it did for me because that, that's why the simplicity worked. But at the end of the day, it is about kind of. When you're a leader, it's up to you. Like, you can get advisors, but you're the one who calls the shots. So focusing on just the three of them and nobody else kind of drove home one of the central tenets of the series, I thought, in a nicely symbolic way. Hmm. I dug it. Was there something else you wanted to point out? Oh, so many other things. Um, Okay. So we didn't cover... uh, Cersei has taken all the seven-pointed stars out of the throne room and replaced them all with Lannister lions. <laughs> That's true. Which is great. That's amazing. It's totally something she'd do. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I especially love that as she blew up the church. I mean, yeah. yeah. She made she her did. feelings on the separation of church and state very clear. And she no longer wants the seven-pointed star religious symbol in the throne room at all. It's all lines from here on out, which I love. I think it's I think it's really really thirsty to do, and um, it's it's just a fun detail they've added in. Yes, another thing I, I, I noticed by watching uh, the final episode of season six, uh, the or season yeah that's season six, the final episode. Uh, this High Sparrow's so arrogant. He becomes like he's supposed to be this pious. Uh, low-born religious leader, and he, by that final episode, he's standing in the great Sept of Baylor, and he's standing there, no, she'll, I don't care if she comes or not, she'll pay for her sins, you know, he's so arrogant, and he has Loris Brandon, branded, even though he and Marjorie made a deal, and he's so arrogant standing there, and finally, when he realizes that Cersei's not coming, and Marjorie tells him, you realize that she knows that she's not going to pay for her crimes, and she tries to get everybody to leave the sept. And right before it blows up, she, he and Marjorie look at each other, and he realizes something's about to happen. That's when he realizes, oh my god, I'm about to pay for my crimes. I'm about to pay for my sin, my sin of being arrogant. And then it's like, yeah, you bastard. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, all all of you, you wanted to you wanted to punish all these people for their for their their sins, and you were the one that was sinning the most for your crime, like for your whatever, your, your all your sins, and all these people were sinning, you were sinning too. So I love it. I love all the all these different imageries, but whatever. And I love that Cersei. I, I, I like the character of Cersei. She's complex, and everybody wants to hate on her, but she's just she's a great character in the show and in the books. But uh, I'm I'm glad she she put the line of Lannister in there. <laughs> That's great. What else did you like? All right, I have, I have one more thing. I guess I have two more things. Um, just, you know, there's not a huge significance to this, but we were talking earlier about, you know, John knows not, the, the White Walkers are coming. He's had to warn everybody. I think that's why it's significant that Cersei is the one to breathe the cold, icy breath at the end. Not John, because he already knows. Not Danny. Just seeing the cold, icy breath in the throne room. Just one of the more iconic sets they have was a, a really good choice. Does that yes, mean that she, winter has come to King's Landing? Uh, symbolically, I mean, I guess it's come everywhere, hasn't it? I mean, winter has come to Westeros. Winter is everywhere in Westeros. Yeah. But, I mean, it, I mean obviously yeah. it's symbolic that now the White Walkers are coming. But I, I think it's important that Cersei did because it means that whether, like, it's literally going to snow in King's Landing, Cersei is now in the White Walkers' ambit. Mm-hmm. Whether she knows it or not, she's part of that story, and she's going to have to deal with it. And also, I just like the iconography of having the cold throne room, which kind of harkens back to that dream Danny had back in season two. Ooh, it was good just good, good imagery all around. Great connect. And um, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, we saw that what could have been an artist um, – mock-up of season seven where john was following uh Tyrion and braun into the dragon pit in king's landing right so maybe winter has come maybe there is going to be a white in king's landing I mean, john certainly come and he brings just an unpleasant 
cold dullness everywhere he goes. So that's, <laughs> we know that from the, the mock-up. And then Whether it zooms white, out to a white wall. It zooms out to uh, 1-1, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then at the end, we zoom out, and it's all been happening 1-1 the entire time. It's amazing. <laughs> because it's all been in the eye of, blue eye of a giant. And all in, the, in a – yeah, we all live in a, McCumber, the blue-eyed giant, which, you know, is silly. Um, actually, interestingly, we actually had a guy tweeted us um, who said that he was the one who did the CGI work on the final eye pullout. He said wow. it took a whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, a, if it's entirely true, but he, he said it. And uh, if that's true, I, I wonder if he did, like, just uh, – they had, like, one one's model lying around or something, or if oh. I – I don't know if that's one way or not. I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be a White Walker. Um, but f- some folk were like, oh, it's 1-1 one, one giant bridge nose. So uh, it's 1-1 one, one the White. Whatever. But I think it's just the usual they had on hand. It's just the Night King. Everybody calm down. It's looking good. It's looking good. All right. So is there anything else to talk about that promo? <laughs> I don't – oh, sorry. Uh, the, the music. Do we like the music choice? Sit down by – 90s alt rock band James. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't like to. Everybody picked it apart and said it was crap. I thought it went well. It was lonely and moody, and it. I thought it went well and it played well. Everybody was alone. the The burden of being a leader, a king, a queen. I, I it, the somber. I thought it was great. Good adjectives. Yeah, I, uh, I liked that it. it was it was kind of obscure. It wasn't as you know, prominent as as David Bowie's uh, Heroes and a couple of the other ones that they've used, you know, the poppy songs that they've used for these little teasers. So I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't mind it. Corey Thone, are you a fan of early 90s British alt-rock? Uh, I mean, I... Sure. That's fine. It was fine. I, on, again, it just... My whole opinion on on everything with this teaser was yeah that's cool that's fine thanks like i mean i don't it's whatever <laughs> like, i i, I enjoyed it but i also feel like they probably filmed this in maybe an hour so it's not exactly like the a big revealing two-minute trailer Corey I mean? Corey so. what is your opinion about pepsi uh, I have covered Pepsi. I covered Pepsi in, in multiple websites in the past. Uh, I I can't imagine a more disappointing phrase in the English language other than "Is Pepsi okay?" Like when I sit down at a restaurant. This is a conversation that happens way too often in this world. Um, hi, welcome to Insert Place You're At. Uh, well, let me start you up something to drink. What would you like? Uh, I'll have a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? I'll have sweet tea. That should be Pepsi's <laughs> motto. It's like Pepsi when you don't want sweet tea. Like that's anyway. I don't know why you brought that up. <laughs> I wanted to see you have an opinion about Pepsi. something. Pepsi. I, I've talked a lot on this podcast about the you talk, but you haven't really cared about anything, and we want to see. Listen, I know what does Stone carry about? Let me ask you this: Are hamburgers? I know it's going to be somebody. There's going to be somebody in the comments say Corey doesn't care about anything ever. That's not true. But you I didn't care, care I wouldn't be here. You care about things because hamburgers are not don't sandwiches. Ask me, hamburgers. I don't know what classifies us. What makes a sandwich? 
me between bread, then everything's the same. I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a hard opinion on on that. I do think hot dogs are a sandwich. But uh, <laughs> listen, should That's people like eat? Podcast. We could do listen, three and a half hours on that. I just want I want to put this out there. I'm on a Game of Thrones podcast. After a long day at work and the gym, and I haven't ate dinner yet, don't tell me I don't care about it. Just because I'm, I'm not one of these three uber nerds that are – I mean, listen, Dan, for example, Dan, and that's not an insult. Dan talking about, like, the, the clothes. Sounds like an insult like, coming. Like, that's his, that's his thing. Dan was, is really into the, the attire. Razor oh, is – Fashion. Fashion, Exactly. Uh, Smith, you're really into, I, I don't know, trying to sound smart. You're doing a great job at it. And, uh, you know, Razor is, is How like. How is this not an insult? Oh, it was insulting you. I didn't want to insult Dan. Oh, okay. And, okay. and Razor is a historian with the books. I'm the only Shonley here right now. And, and also, I am, I wouldn't say a student of pop culture, but uh, I'm pretty well versed in it. I'm not going to jizz my pants over a one minute. <laughs> You know, walking to, toward a throne, cold breath teaser. It was very good to see those characters again. I'm very excited for the show to come back. And I talked about the, the trailer now for probably longer than they took filming it. So I, it sounds like the longest thing to do was to make the blue eye fade at the end that they used in the previous trailer as well. So they saved on some production costs so they could get another actor from Veep in the screaming white noise uh, trailer <laughs> that Corey Smith hates so much. Okay. There you go. Okay. What passion was. Before we sign off tonight, Corey Smith, tell people who won the March Madness. Man, oh I, I mean, I don't know. You're setting me up to fail following that <laughs> little, little rant there. And that's um, what I do. That's, how, that's what I do yeah. so well. Yeah, it's like I'm going on, you know, after Prince or Michael Jackson. But, uh, no, we ran a March Madness tournament uh, that, that ran kind of concurrent to the to the actual NCAA men's tournament. It's 32 characters, and it got whittled all the way down to Tyrion and Littlefinger. And Littlefinger smashed uh, Tyrion in the voting, taking like 65% of the vote. How the hell does like that, that even happen? People brigaded that vote. Yeah, I mean, some people are, are saying that, you know, maybe Russia was involved. Um, Russian you know, hackers? Not, yeah, Russian hackers <laughs> might have gotten involved there, but... Who won? You know, Littlefinger? Yeah, Littlefinger. <laughs> and he... Okay, not only did he beat... He beat Tyrion, he also beat Danny. Bullshit. Um, it, like... Yeah, he beat, he just smashed everybody in route to Marjorie. He beat Oberyn too, right? What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he he took no prisoners, and only one of the one of the votes was less than ten percent that he win the vote by. So, I mean, he was he killed it the whole way. And then you know, as the rounds went on, more and more Littlefinger fans showed up in the comments and were defending Littlefinger's you know, wide margins of victory. And it was kind of interesting because there weren't a lot of John fans. There weren't a lot of Danny fans in the comments. It was a lot of Tyrion. I mean, a lot of Tyrion and a lot even more so of Littlefinger. So it was fun. We had a good time. I, I mean, everybody seemed to enjoy it. And obviously, you know, it doesn't ultimately mean 
you know, anything, but everybody was acting like it was the end of the world in the comments. So I it was, smell it was some, like, I smell some American Idol bullshit here. Somebody was like, like, yeah, I don't know. Just, this is some, like, IP hacking bullshit here. I don't believe that. Yeah. In part was a learning experience. Like, I think the first time we didn't have many protections on the polls, we added more protections that went on just to uh, make sure there wasn't any tampering. But, you know, we're not uh, tech wizards. Yeah. So we're not sure. We can't for anything. But, you know, I was surprised. It was definitely fun. And uh, all hail little finger king of the ashes and ruler of March Madness. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, guys, listen. It's been a fun podcast. I know Corey Smith wants to uh, go take a shower. He probably stinks like uh, sweaty gym socks right now. So uh, for myself... For Corey Smith, for Corey Thone, and for Dan Selke, it's been fun. Make sure to leave some comments and roast Corey Thone. Tell him how much you hate him. It'll be fun. And uh, tell us what you want us to talk about in a couple of weeks, and we'll make sure to call you and call you out. And uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Valar de Monogulis.